Welcome to OK Video, the Calgary movie podcast. I would trade the Calgary Flames in a heartbeat for an NBA team. Just putting that out there to mayors and such. Uh, just, just, I, they're just not good. And I don't think they will be ever again. Uh, also, who cares about, we just don't, you and I just don't care about hockey. We don't. I did watch a game this past week where they lost badly to the Leafs, and it was like, yeah, okay, of course that happened. Yeah. Uh, like, their goals seemed fluky, you know, yeah. but it doesn't matter. Uh, we are here celebrating Nicolas Cage, and we are going to rank the films we just watched. I'm not alone, though. My friend Ryan McCullough is here. <laughs> yes. Hi, everybody. Ryan here. Um, also from Calgary. Also would trade the Calgary Flames, but not for a basketball team or NBA team. I would even just take a AAA minor league baseball team. Like sure, just and the cannons back. Or well, here's the thing: we have a whole stadium. We have we have Burn Stadium. That's what it was called when I was a kid. And we yeah. had a minor league baseball team, Calgary Cannons, that fed into the Pittsburgh Pirates or sometimes the San Diego Padres. Anyways, I went to some games. Yeah, I had a good time. Got some foul I feel balls. Like I appreciate baseball more as an adult now than I did as a kid. So I definitely it's, would have signed It's a up. game of patience a little more, yeah. you know. Anyways, <laughs> you sit so ruminate. similar sentiment. Obviously, we're not popular in Calgary. That's not a popular opinion to have. Oh, yeah. we just Our city just sank billions into a new stadium yeah. for them. So that better not happen. Better, better pan out for them. Anyways, yeah. yeah, Ryan here. Super Nicolas Cage fan. Very excited about this season. Very excited to be talking about the films that we watched and, uh, and ranking them. So... Yeah, we're we're gonna visit our list of films one more time and kind of rank them in the order of quality we felt they fell into. Mm-hmm. Uh, some pretty easy decisions here, yes. uh, and then I think uniformly this is probably our best collection though. Yeah, it made that battle a little hard where I was like, I felt I was insulting a good movie to like put another movie. Oh no over no no! It. I'm gonna be like, it's gonna be like really quickly, really quickly in this list where I'm gonna be like. It's low, but I still really like it. Like it doesn't. It's like not this number's a little high, but like that doesn't mean it's it's not good. Yeah, it's exactly. Just, it's this other thing's even better. Like, exactly. At, at like it's just like it's it's gonna be a quick jump from like okay, this movie wasn't great to like yeah, I really like this movie upwards to great, amazing, yeah. excellent type of thing. So, anyways. So yeah, we'll we'll each just kind of go back and forth. I I have a strong suspicion we share a number eight spot. Okay, so shall I... we just like instead of just like for this very first one. I think what yeah. we should do, what, what do we typically do? Who who typically starts? Do you remember last time if it was you that started before I started? Well, I put this turkey on the list, so I, I'll 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 butcher it for us. Uh, Firebirds. Yeah, we I is, have uh, eight as as Firebirds as well. Yeah, so we'll we'll just. Oh, I guess we want to establish an order, though. I'll, I guess I'll I just started, so I'll go first, and then we'll mm-hmm. alternate that. Yeah, way. that's what I'm trying to say. So obviously, yeah. yeah so Firebirds are the lowest. This would have been a perfect season. If you hadn't, if, been if I hadn't had this weird fond memory of these helicopters from when I was a teen or whatever happened, so we went through just yeah. for your guys' like sake. We went through all of his like uh, filmography and listed off all the movies that we we felt like we could watch again and appreciate. My list was like th- thirty movies, three or something times like that. as long. Yeah. I don't know where I was like really zeroing in on like a small handful for yeah. some reason. And I Nathan, wasn't even writing down stuff like Face Off or Wild at Heart. I was yeah. just like. Eh, Firebirds. No one talks about Firebirds enough. So my list was like 30, 40 movies. Firebirds was not on my list at all. That's a lot of movies from Nicolas Cage's like backlog. Nathan, I think, only Mm. had 10. And it was like Firebirds was on it. And I was like, oh, all right. 
I yeah, mistakes on me. I still think we had a fun little episode oh, yes. with that one because it was just this weird dated Reagan Bush era thing that we looked at, but and thankfully was not very long. <laughs> no, thankfully so. it was not very long, but still felt punishing. Like it really just yeah. is like a movie that doesn't feel like they want you to enjoy it. Mm. And it's like I'm so I, glad that I think- I still like that simulator scene, I guess, but it's just such a little blip. Like, it's just a little pinch of salt in this, like, bland thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Well, and it's so disappointing because you do have two kind of great leads. Like, you have Nick Cage, who has proven to us many, many times that he knows how to lead a film. And on different yeah. levels, right? Like, we have – here we have, like, Vampire's Kiss where he's leading a film in such a obscure way to, like, like The Rock where he's playing a really kind of straightforward scientist but having a great time showing us that he can also be an action star leading man. And then yeah. so it's like or like why wasn't the rock on this list like we're obviously gonna have to visit nick again yes. for another collection 100 percent. but we, i think yeah. we didn't want and to then tommy it. lee is like on the verge yes. of this great wave great wave. but it hadn't happened yet no. <laughs> so. and i feel so i feel like oh man what would have been what would have been like if he was on his confidence and making this movie then you like mm. then we might have had that like tommy lee from captain america first avenger who's just like really sardonic having a grand time playing yeah. this army general maybe that would have been funner and i know funner's not a word but that's what i want is more funner yes it should be funner yeah and it's not so but oh well anyways uh, yeah so definitely like the lowest on this totem pole of greatness like here's the thing so um my next one now i like yeah. everything up now okay I felt similarly, this one's still, like, mine settled to the bottom of this category, but it was, like, I still had a fun time. That's what I mean. It. Like, I, I like it. Yeah. I, I'm going to still, obviously, I think we, you and I actually have the exact same seven. There was an asterisk next to it, though, because I did have, like, a weird experience where I got sick when I first tried to watch it. Yes. Uh, it is Brian De Palma's Snake Eyes for me. And it is Brian De Palma's Snake Eyes for me. seven spot, which seems like the bottom of the barrel, but it's not. No. It is, like... So much further up this barrel <laughs> than yeah. Fire Like As I was making this list, like, okay, for me, the next one, like, when we get into six, that's the one where I was like, oh, six? Six out of eight seems like it, you didn't really enjoy this, and I really love six. Seven was like, mm-hmm. that was an easy, like, when I was thinking about this list, the bottom two were going to be Firebirds at the very bottom and then Snake Eyes. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I really – there's a lot of things to like about Snake Eyes. Um, like, the camera work. It's got work. the flashy camera work. Yeah. yeah it's got – like I kind of like the trapped, like in the in the stadium for a night, like of mystery or whatever. Yes, like that. Like, it's it kind of cool has that, like that. Um, what's the room when you do like a like an episode, a bottle episode? Yeah, it feels bottle like a bottle episode. episode. Totally, yeah, really elaborate bottle episode. It does have the weird, like missing hurricane <laughs> stuff. Yes. Yeah, where it's like, what is he talking about? And like, oh, there was a thing that never got put in the movie. Yeah, it's it, like, got, oh. it got filmed but not put into the movie. So it doesn't definitely has some missing pieces. Where you're like, oh, okay, and then some anticlimaticness. I still. Stand I kind of by... like the whistleblower stuff with yes. like uh, Gugino's character, mm-hmm. just like that's kind of fresh still. Even it was kind of cool to see, and all the camera stuff with like, oh, we got the security footage and like drones and things almost. Like yes. it's still a little bit fresh for how old it is, uh, yeah. but. Yeah, it's just a little too light or something. Like, the mystery just kind of evaporates or, like, the way it handles it. And, like, I thought it was entertaining because I already knew who we weren't trusting. So I was glad they didn't play coy with it. But it is a weird mystery structure if you're looking for a true, like, rug pull. But I think that's, like, the... It doesn't really do that. Yeah. got into that with Brian De Palma a bit. I feel like 
he doesn't know how to do mystery because he keeps just showing his hands really early. But yeah. then like but then he still spends so much of the movie relying upon the fact that like this is kind of boring. Like if like at least with Mission Impossible, there's still action scenes after we figure out that Michael like that Phelps is the um bad guy. I was going to say Michael Phelps. We're doing it again. We're just like, hey, you you better have watched your filmography of uh, De Palma, okay? Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible is a big movie. I think you probably know, but yeah. Uh, And if you haven't. John Voight. If you haven't, I think 24 years, 25 years is like enough. That's a fair spoiler buffer that we provide. So anyways, Phelps, when you find out Phelps is the bad guy halfway through the film, the movie kind of still keeps going forward, but you're like, okay, like at least there's entertaining things to distract you from that they ruin the mystery. But De Palma does this often where he ruins the mystery and then still relies upon the mystery being a mystery because the main protagonist doesn't know who it is. So you're kind of just moving with this dummy and feeling like, why is this guy being so dumb? Like the bad guys right in front of him. In this case, I felt it was more like a the be- element of betrayal and stuff that Nick has to wrestle with in the stairwell. Like there's oh, sure. still stuff that plays character-wise that's not just he's an idiot like it, it wasn't that he just didn't want that to be true yeah kind of thing yeah so it's very... it's playing with it yeah and nick is having a grand time that opening 20 minutes is a lot of fun that opening 20 minutes is is more fun when you're not like roiling with like stomach problems or whatever like it was a terrible way to jump in oh sure but no, like, there's when a i revisited movie... it it was like oh there's like way more happening here this is great there's I a whole movie that I need it. to rewatch, Dog Soldiers, that I watched as I was as I was getting. I know. Keep... Yeah. And I'm just like, I gotta, I gotta watch that movie again. I feel bad because I hear people love it, but I'm like, all I think about is being sick to my stomach and then throwing up. Or uh, honestly, for me, another one is It's a Wonderful Life because I watched it at like two in the morning, so I was just like deliriously tired at the end, and I was like. I don't understand. Oh, it's scary. This is a weird, scary movie. Like it, it just didn't land the way it's supposed That's to right. at all. Like Capra, Capra, like the most yeah, Capra, the, the greatest this, like heartwarming legend. beacon of like just like family and warmth. And it was just like this surreal terror to me of like, what if I wasn't born? Like it was just, it did not land the way he intended for me at all. So <laughs> I'll, the rest I need of the world to watch it again. It. Oh yeah. Man. Okay. Yeah. So Snake Eyes definitely seven. This is where we might differ, but I actually might don't think start we will. diverging. I don't think we but... will actually because I mine my six. I think it will line up exactly with your six. I was nervous that your my six would be your seven and we'd have a conversation. Okay. So uh, six for me ended up being uh, Willie's Wonderland. Yeah. Same for me. Yeah. Which uh, is not in any way a denigration of anything no, about it. Exactly. Which I guess we've established. So we'll just talk about why it's good. Um. <laughs> Uh, we, I mean, we just went over it in our in our last episode. The main note I missed last time was I just wanted to highlight the ad for Willy's Wonderland has a great, terrible shot of a hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> that I was just like, it's like, doesn't look appetizing, but it looks exactly like a hot dog would look like <laughs> yeah. at a place like this. Yeah. Like, there was something about it that was just like, no, they're catching it. They got this. Like, yeah. you know. They're really, so, they're really like, they're not... Like, anytime you go to fast food, you know what the burger's supposed to look like, and then you don't get that. So, thankfully, your taste buds And they glam it up it. for TV, yeah. usually. But if it's a low-budget, like, small-town place, they can't really. Yeah. So, it just looks like a hot, crummy hot dog. Yeah, so, yeah. I thought it was funny. Um, uh, but, yeah, just that janitor triumph, the music and everything that creates this atmosphere. Like, everything Nick's doing with his pop punch and everything. Like, there's so much great stuff in the core of this movie that i really enjoyed so yeah like so yeah i actually struggled i wanted to put this on five 
But then I really like took a step back and I thought on the larger scale of things because Wonder Willy's Wonderland is such a recent thing for me. I'm feeling a bit of a euphoria high about it because it's so new to me and yeah, I really loved yeah, yeah. it. That I'm like, okay, here's the thing. Like Vampire's Kiss, though it has its detractors and I've seen it many times, still has all of those cagesms. Like all of the cagesms come into that movie, regardless if you like love every part of that movie, it's still like got all those scenes that you do love in it. And so it's like, yeah, I, I, I put it at here just because I, I felt like I did have such a good time, but I felt so guilty because I was like, man, I really liked this movie. But then as I'm looking up the list, I'm like, yeah, but I really like all of these movies. So it's kind of like more mm-hmm. became a struggle of which one do I like more, right? Oh, like yeah. That's as like, it goes up, it's like the splitting as tears of yes. just like, uh, I liked, I, I had more of a problem with how this handled this than how this did this. Or like, yeah. I just resonated more with this subject or something. Like, it's really minor details will yes. distinguish going forward. For sure. But yeah, but yeah, yeah no, like, like it, for me, I guess it was like the 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 gang of kids wasn't really contributing as much for me, and like I couldn't buy that T-shirt. So you know, there's just little things that are coming in. <laughs> you gone to Amazon? Like Amazon has the T-shirt. I was looking at the other day. I've seen I've seen versions of it, but I just something about the official store page is just like the assurance that that is the one. Okay. You know, like that's like the I'll, I'll keep it on Usually, my radar. This is on the same website that like has wrong information about its own movies. Has the the old Jeep Wally's yeah. thing, so maybe they're not the best source. Yeah, I guess I could I should maybe expand my web a little bit. I just want I want those cuffs to be the perfect color. And everything. Yeah, but it you know, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's uh yeah. I think you're more likely to go into like eBay and probably find the original shirts that he wore. That oof. there's like at least eight, I think. Yeah, like there's, there's eight creatures lot, and you fight them. Um, yeah, yeah. I Wally's. I had. I think. I think. I yeah. I totally hear all your criticisms, but like they did not harm my time watching the movie. I mean, I half mm-hmm. expected most of them. I was actually pleasantly surprised by some of the teenagers not being absolutely terrible. Like some sure. were expectingly terrible, but I've seen so many slap bad slasher films over the years that like that doesn't bug me anymore. Like I just don't think oh, about yeah. those things. But like yeah, yeah, some yeah. of them actually gave me some moments. I was like, so I'm more surprised when I watch a slasher film or a horror film and somebody actually did something of note. Like even if it's not a major thing at all, but where they can do something with it, then I'm like, oh, hey, good for you guys. You figured out how to not just be like everybody like, else. This is really trod upon ground and you still found something. Yeah. So, and so for me, yeah. it was the sex scene. Like I thought the sex scene was really funny. Like, okay. I thought that was like just like so like actually like appropriate for like a horror movie like they could have been super like like gross and like shady that these are yeah teenagers. Well, I, was, I was saying like the the friday the 13th friday the 13th way they did it with the reboot or whatever yeah. like that you could trash it up and they somehow it's not trashing it up yes. it's like playing because like it. that yeah. exact same scene in friday the 13th is like you could have had the girl have her top on because some girls like don't like so the scene in the movie is the the guy and the girl like the main boyfriend is cheating on the main girlfriend with another girl at this party and she's got a large, she's very well endowed and she's on top of him having sex. It's in a party room. Yes. Oh, you're saying in Friday? Yeah, Friday the 13th. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friday the 13th. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she's on I was top like, of him having in sex. In Willie's, it's like, it's not really a party. No, no, no. But yeah. In, on top of him having sex. And she's like without her bra on and she's got quite ample size um, breasts. And it's like, uh-huh. no, knowing some girls that have a larger chest, they don't always like it being out there. So like, they could have had her wearing a bra. And not made it so kind of skeezy. Because there's some really funny scene, like lines that the boyfriend, who's a douchebag, is sharing. 
and sing. Uh. Like, he sang to her, like, just, like, be, he's just playing, like, a really good douchebag, and he, like, does it in the sex scene, and it's pretty funny, except for they kind of skis it up by having, like, like copious amounts of nudity. And yeah. It's, Willie's it's doesn't sort of do artless. that, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Willie's just kind of, like, they're doing it, like, they're having teenagers have sex, but they're also recognizing that these teenagers are kind of in a public sketchy place, and it's kind of weird that they're doing this, but they're kind of leaning into it still. <laughs> I don't know. I had a fun Sorry, time. Sorry, I, I just called like the Friday the Thirteenth reboot kind of artless, and I'm really just like, well, yeah. What are you doing? But anyway, uh, but yes, this this plays it a little better the for sure. Reboot. Uh, the eleventh you know, of the hoping series for a little more sophistication, but the eleventh film of that series was artless. Yes, that is. An they kind of lost their way. But that being I said, I don't know. There's a couple shots. Jason running and using a bow and arrow was a pretty good idea. Hmm. So. Oh, he's way like yeah. His his he's got way more of a game plan in that one. It was kind of cool. yeah. He's scary in that but, movie for sure. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So Willie's, I I really want to emphasize. I love Willie's. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's probably going to be one of my all time yeah. favorite Nick Cage films. But it but that's might a be, high it, crust. Like that's a yeah. Oh, it might be. And but it's it's also might it might even like later on in life if I was to come back to the season it might move up. But right now it's still too fresh for me to have like a good universal perspective oh, okay. grounding on type it. of thing like yeah. I'm, i think i'm doing a little bit too much of euphoria because it's a brand new movie whereas all these movies were not brand new to me i've seen them many times right so so moving up the list i wonder if we'll stay in lockstep on this one i'm not sure uh this is where red rock west ended up for me okay this is where uh, vampires kiss ended up for me interesting okay that that's in flux a little but uh red rock west it was it was mostly that third act situation that we went into yes. where yep. i just forget about it because it's just not as strong as no, no, the, no, for sure. the setup yeah like this like for like 40 minutes i'm like this is like a perfect movie yeah and then it starts to get a little murky yes like that's the only thing like it just kind of wanders a bit which helps you forget about it and enjoy it again in a couple years so can i ask you a question just just so we can, we yeah. can maybe talk about this at the same time is your yeah. four vampires kiss Oh no, vampires is uh, higher in up for you. The, in okay, the metal cool. category. Yeah, um, Red Rock is my is my four. Uh, okay, so Red Rock. We'll just talk about Red Rock now, which which is fine. So Red Rock for yeah. me sits a little bit higher um, because I still find it like so baffling a good movie that has never been seen. Like you mm-hmm. hear so many times of these movies that like go unwatched that it's like, and you watch it and you're like, oh okay, so much of this makes sense and why this movie wasn't like released or shown to the public or all these things and you watch red rock and you're like this is actually this is a good movie so sure there might be some like things that they fail about at the end but this is a good movie well acted well executed like it's just a solid watch like it's it's well put together it's entertaining there's some good stunts in it like it's like this could have played i don't understand how this like one executive or whatever kiboshed this from getting to people yeah like it's just a weird story yeah well and for me it's the first like real time that I think, and looking at being able to see all the Nick Cage movies, where Nick Cage proves that he can play a, a straightforward leading man that's interesting. Because up yeah. until now, anytime he's a leading man, there's always a weird quirk about him, or it's really not that great of a movie. Right? I'm, I'm and, thinking of like Honey yeah. in, Honeymoon in Vegas, or Guarding Tess, or It Could Happen to You, where it's like, these are boring movies. Mm-hmm. Or he's doing like a quirky thing where like Moonstruck, he has like a wooden hand that's missing, right? Or... Like, sure. there's just something he has to do. And this is the first time where he's just kind of, like, playing, like, one of his normal, like, normal roles. And 
he's just like engaging and you care about him and he's making choices and you just like, you're not engaging into Nick in that like goofy over the top way that we kind of love about him. That like shaman, new age shamanism type of thing. But no, he's just solidly holding up this, this yeah, story exactly. and you care about this guy. Like he's kind of a good guy at heart and you get that really quickly. And yeah, it exactly. And that's what I, I think that's morals. what I like yeah. about it is that he engages me on those levels. And so with me, so for me, why like vampires kiss is a little bit beneath it. There's yeah. not enough of a movie there that I care about. All I mm-hmm. feel like when I watch Vampire's Kiss is I'm just waiting between scenes. Like I'm waiting for between... like another live wire moment yes. kind of like thing. I'm just waiting yeah. for Nick Cage to go crazy again because anytime anything else is on screen, I'm not having a good time. Okay. This okay. Most, most recent time is the first time I've really appreciated um, the supporting female lead. Um, like Conchita Alonso's Conchita, character, yeah. she, Alva. This yeah. is the first time I really started to appreciate her in this movie. So maybe going forward, I'll start appreciating this movie more. But for so long, yeah. Vampire's Kiss was so much of like, it's it's needlessly long to me. Like, I feel like it could be a good 75, 80 minute movie if you just mm. condense some of the storytelling and just like really hone in on Nicolas Cage. But yeah. Um, yeah, so there's just so many things where I'm like, oh man, I just, when's Nick Cage back on screen? And so as a movie... I'm less engaged as a movie level um, and I'm mainly there for Nick Cage's uh, performance. And then yeah. whereas Red Rock, I'm there for the whole movie. Like I'm just having a good time with this movie, watching it, all the pieces mm-hmm. and Nick Cage is just effectively leading it for me. Yeah. And it's Lyle from Dallas, right? Yes. Cause I got this wrong, like in three different ways during our recording. <laughs> it's so Lyle. it's like, and he's not from Tennessee. He's from Dallas. He's from Dallas. And his name's not Lloyd. <laughs> it's Lyle. <laughs> like, it was just this weird, like, I wrote down different things during our, our note taking and it was, yeah, it was kind of broken. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, overall, like, yeah, it's a, it's a little hidden gem, like genuinely. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's got a lot of like kind of cool twin peaks DNA in it and stuff. Like there's little things that it's worth looking at for, for just all around and JT Walsh and everything. Well, And John Ooh. Dahl, like I went and I watched Joyride again. Recently, oh yeah. And John Dahl does like, he's an effective like suspense filmmaking. Like he's good at making, Kind of like noir, low key thrillers. Yeah, like he's and this, that's what he does. Well, it's like there. this perfectly hits that. Um, okay, JT Walsh is also fan. We should just JT Walsh is great in that movie. Like he's just great yeah, too. he was my MVP that that week. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, there's just there's a lot of great stuff going on. So uh, number four, you said yours is Vampire. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Um, Red Rock West is number four for me. Oh, okay. Five so, was Vampire. Yes, and then okay, and we just went over. We'll we'll talk about vampire again shortly, I guess. A yes. little more. What was your number four? But uh number four ended up being where adaptation is for me. Okay. I think you, which... you and I just swapped that spot. Oh, okay. So. Okay. Um which I you know, again, it's just I, it's a really great movie. <laughs> there's uh there's certain like clever over like personal resonance. I don't know. It's like the third act isn't a hundred percent for me. And then there's little things with like, uh, the, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think through, I just was looking at our episode from, from when we talked about it and I get kind of muffled up even then trying to find what it is that's working and what's not working about like the meta and whatever for me, but it's just, yeah, it's really solid. It's really clever. It's funny. But it these other ones just edge it out for sure. a variety of reasons I'll get into. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's that's all that really happened with this one. Well, and but yeah, I do want to get into what um I love about adaptation, but really quickly going into because this is where Red Rock hits for me. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. So just Red Rock, like I said, for all the reasons before, it's just it just edges out Vampire's Kiss just a little bit for me because I care about it as a movie rather than just care about it for Nick Cage performance piece. Like as a performance. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, but yeah. So sure. Um, my number three, just to jump up, and then we can share your number three in a second because my number three is adaptation. So I have adaptation okay. at at number three for myself because I I think I I struggled with this one because. Yeah, I like the top three a lot. Like these are the top three are my favorite of this entire batch so far. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Adaptation though sits at a special spot for me because I really do every single time I watch this movie, the third act works more and more for me because I've okay. grown to appreciate like Charlie Kaufman's ability to mix in his um, his deep cleverness, his deep like. Um, sarcasm like sarcasm his deep ability to like to be super like heady and like like be over the the viewer like looking down at us Mm -hmm. but then season but then the third act is the first time i think in that movie where he as a screenwriter gets humbled a bit and then he comes down to our level like just joe blow average level and realizes that human pain suffering grief all these things are human thing and he's a human too and he's with us and he lowers himself there, I down. I felt there's like wrinkles of that with like how self-depreciating he kind of is about himself throughout the movie. Like just the like kind of. But he's self-depreciating himself. Season. But yeah. he's still more depreciating of other people around him. Or, or, or he kind of like is so proud of his process and yes. his artistic ambitions that he's kind of like, no, you don't understand. I need to like be in this next level. Which is my for, point. To is like, achieve what I'm looking away, for. He's taken away yeah. other great things. Because they're just yeah. normal. They're straightforward. Like, they're too not great. It's like, right. And then, like, the Donald perspective, it's like, but it works. It's effective. It, yep. it gets things across. And it's like, no, 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 no. I don't want to follow these rules. Exactly. I want to, like, discover something new. And, and it wasn't even, like, yeah. Donald that wins him over. It's Robert McKee. So, McKee's yes, scene is really, like, the, the turning yeah. point of that movie. Where all of a sudden, mm-hmm. Charlie realizes that Donald... Donald didn't effectively convey this point. But that Donald's view of the world... There is a point to it because though Donald's way of doing it is silly and over the top and and but at the end of the day Donald Simple. Yeah, yeah Donald still found a heart that and that's what people connect with is heart right mm-hmm. and so Charlie and Charlie does this throughout his whole career so I'm not just pointing at like his whole career I think at the end of the day um, Charlie finds a way to get back to the heart like he he elevates himself by creating these like intricately structured um nuanced films that are like super crazy but at the end of the day by the time the movie ends he still has this human experience that he he's sharing with the rest of us even though Mm -hmm. even though we went through this really like crazily structured film where he takes this time and energy to make something that is beautiful on its on structure alone he still has to rely back to it chat it just can't be about nothing it has to be about something and so adaptation Mm -hmm. is about something even though he made it up out of thin air it still finds power and impact. So I, I had an emotion, more of an emotional reaction this time and every subsequent time because of that. And I appreciate that Charlie recognizes that there's a, there's a falter, like there's a, a failure on his part that like things don't have meaning, that things don't have power and that suffering isn't universal, that it's only a personal thing for him. And like nobody yeah. else suffers like he does. And it's like, that's bullshit, Charlie. And like Robert McKee calls him out on that. And I appreciate that yeah. because that separates for that movie. I'm having a good time, but I don't care about Charlie because he's kind of like this sad sack, like guy yeah. who. 
it was kind of valuable for me too as just like you know being too self-conscious to even do anything like being too in your head to even type anything yeah like that kind of paralysis or whatever like i i respond to that no and i do too so don't get me wrong like I get I get him with those scenes, but then he also flips and he says, "I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. This is pandering. This is all this bad stuff." And like when he yeah. gets up and he asks that question to Robert McKee, he's not talking about it from like a a writer's block person. He's saying, "I don't want to do those things because they're not worthwhile. Those things aren't important. Right. That's not what life is about." And like I don't agree with him one hundred percent. And then Robert McKee, effectively, amazingly, who. And I think we have to remember this. Charlie wrote Robert McKee's lines. Like Charlie never yeah, actually yeah, did yeah. that in real life. So Charlie is putting these words into McKee's voice because he knows that McKee's right in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciate mm-hmm. that about Charlie, that he wrote a character that shoots down himself. So for me, Adaptation is a deeply humbling film for Charlie, who, yes, he has lots of like self-confidence uh, issues around women, but he has also an inflated sense of ego when it comes to his like artistic ability. And mm-hmm. I don't – I'm glad that the movie kind of shows him that, like, he's wrong sometimes, though. That you can yeah. do both also. Like, the movie shows you that you can do both. You can have a deep sense of artistic ability and still tell a human story. Yeah. So, anyway, so no, I really yeah, like it's, Adaptation. It's, it's a number three for me. What's what's your number? Number three for me is where uh, Vampire's Kiss has settled. Yeah. Um, It was a little, like, a math trick for me because, like, I still have this movie as a 10 on IMDb. <laughs> But it's this weird like like formula of like, well, it's like a 12 star performance and like a seven star movie. So it's like, how does this work That's out? It's 9.5, Nathan, then. Right, or something. Like, yeah, it's just this like, well, I am really responding to like just how unleashed this is. This is like a unique film experience yes. because of this this situation. And the Alva story did kind of like have a new light to it now with right. like abuse in the workplace and like all of these things that kind of click a little differently now like there's a lot there so i was responding to it more like genuinely than before so like joseph minion's like writing got to shine a little bit now and like maria conchita alonzo's character and and performance like there there's some supporting pieces in place now it's not just the you don't say movie or whatever like the the meme there's more there uh but it's just it's just, yeah, that kind of other things about the top two were like, these are just fundamentally better movies. Like, I can't I can't give this 10 star movie like the edge over these because these are actually Great doing films. more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think I think, you know, you obviously just from knowing the numbers, you and I have the exact same top two. I don't know what top two in some in. order. But yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm fully with you. Like, um, I cared way more about the movie going in, uh, coming out of this viewing of Vampire's Kiss because up until mm-hmm. now, every time I'd seen it, I'd only watched it for the ABCs. Like and, if uh, you just watch the YouTube highlight yes. reel, like you get a lot of the, you got a lot of the spice in there, but there's actually yes. some stuff going on. Like even the way like New York is, is featured as a character and like they're on the streets, you get a lot of the city, mm-hmm. like the gorilla kind of like, do we have permits? Like we're just filming random people. We're doing it sort of catches an energy. Um, Yeah, I, I yeah. totally agree with you. I think it's possible over time that like this movie will bump up on a list for me. But I think for yeah. me, like the reason why I put just just Red Rocket West just above it is because it's at the end of the day, it's the movie I actually recommend to a lot of people. Like Vampire's oh, sure. Kiss is like it's and a big it's asterisk. A, yeah, yeah, it's for you. It's, it's guys like you and I or our friend Matthew, like who just already love Nick Cage, 
then we say, oh, if have you, you want to see them like at full strength, yeah. uncut, like this is one of the ones you need to see. I have no idea if you'll enjoy it as a movie, though, like yeah. if you're, you know, but just it's like looking for a good story. When I run into somebody on the street who like generally knows Nick Cage, they've seen all of his theatrical films type of thing. Like mm-hmm. they've seen the the rock and and uh, like Con Air and Matchstick Man and Adaptation. I'm like, whoa, OK, cool. I'm going to recommend Red Rock West to you because this is a little hidden gem that you probably will like because it's just yeah, this one's in the film. shadows a little bit. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. So Fair I think enough, because yeah. of that, like that underdogness of it all, I know both of these are p- pretty big underdog films because they both don't get a lot of love when they came out and stuff like that. But Red Rock West is actually an underdog because it's actually never been like really released, even on DVD. Like I have this like crap full screen DVD full type of screen, thing. Yeah, like you have to go to Germany to get a Blu-ray. Yeah, and yeah, whereas like it's... Vampire's Kiss has like a full real DVD with commentary with deleted scenes. Like it's something. Is a little bit it, more. It, yeah, it, it became a cult film, yes. whereas this, like Red Rock, never even got to do that. Yeah, like exactly. it was like you might have seen it on HBO one night and but like had 100% a good time. Agree with you. Like she's wonderful. Yeah. I cared way more this time about her and her story and the horror. Like I felt mm-hmm. more of like, oh, this is actually is a horror film this time. The alphabet like filing thing clicked with me as like an office worker. Now, yeah. <laughs> like there was just little things came to light a little more this time. Like that weren't just he jumps up on a desk and is yelling. Yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. So no, yeah. Vampire's Kiss is is good, and like this is said, we're all split. We're just splitting hairs here on up yeah. type of thing, right? Like it's really yeah. We enjoy the, all this, these movies minus when one. I initially drafted this list though, Vampires because of its math was even higher. But <laughs> I was like, what am I? No, 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 no. Wait, like I had to like clear my head or on, on the drive home from work where I'd written this list. It was like, no, what are you doing? That's not that's not true. <laughs> like I, I got home and Sorry, figured wait, it out. Did you put it at one or two? Or two. Okay. It was my silver medal. Okay. But it was like, no, it's not like you need to figure this out. Okay. So, yeah. So, what's your for, so the actual silver medal winner for me, this this batch was Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans. So great job, Nathan. Yeah. Me too. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, this is awesome. I, like, I gave the edge to, like, Werner here because, like, there's a lot of his artistry in here, too. Oh, yeah. I was, like, really loving how he handles the city of New Orleans 100%. and, like, the unique, like, uh, iguanas and the way he's populating this world with, with his stuff, too. And, like, that collaborative magic between the two, per- like, the performer and the director that happened. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so appreciative that that got to happen. <laughs> so, oh, sure. It 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 kind of just bumped up like it it yeah it had to be higher so that's well, that's how that happened and like yeah. this movie is so deeply unappreciated because people get it so confused by it being bad Lieutenant Two right like sure and it's just like which, come which on, we guys, joked like, about you know even badder and like whatever <laughs> exactly. that's not we know it it really spiritually has nothing to do with that movie. no it's protocol but New Orleans type of thing right like yeah yeah this is. For me, it's like this. The reason why I put it number two is I actually do really love this movie. Every time I watch it, I have a blast watching it. Nick is bringing mm-hmm. a great performance, but it's also because like it is a Werner Herzog film, and he is also really owning this movie. Like he's finding a way to elevate this like pretty garbage script. Like I, I, I really feel we're so hard on Finkelstein because like I love that he's in the movie and like actually has an okay performance. He his his soul is dancing in it. Yes, like he lets them elevate his work without worrying about them meddling at all like for sure i feel he was a good collaborator oh 100 but it's not like but it, it is a it's a pretty boilerplate yes. cop 
That's what I'm mainly trying to get. He didn't write center. iguanas. He didn't write silver spoons. He didn't write our alligator friend that yeah. is also in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He didn't write those things. Those are like the things that we really love about this movie come from Nick Cage and and Werner Herzog. And even the stuff when he yeah, writes, their processes yeah. brought more to the table. hundred yeah. percent. And so it just this movie just brings like two men at the height of their confidence. Um, just bringing us something and showing them like these two men were made to work with each other. And it's like mm. a real, real shame that they haven't found more time to work with each other. Cause it's but just... a real treat on its own. Too. Oh yes. Like, yeah. 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 Cause it's just, no, it's... it's, they're so perfect. Like it's, it's almost like, cause you, you, you hear about like you and I watched my best fiend, right? Together. That was yeah. the last time we watched together. Yeah. Yeah. So my best fiend is about Werner Herzog's relationship with his, uh, mo- his most frequent collaborator, Klaus Kinski. And yeah. Klaus was like legit crazy in real life. Like he suffered from something like unfortunate undiagnosed. stuff has surfaced about about him also. Like yes. like he was actually very mentally damaged. and oh, yeah. was abusing people, and it's it, he's it's unfortunate. Yeah, but, but like but th- Werner, there's a, a Ver- crazy energy that is harnessed between those two, and yes. and it it created some film magic of their own. But I wish that Nick and him got to do that like two more times or something oh sure and that's what i'm trying to say is like energy least, here yeah at least with nick cage nick cage knows how to harness that crazy energy where klaus was that crazy energy like turn it on and turn it off yeah like, like he can Klaus was just yeah. always that crazy energy on screen off screen he was just that maniac where nick cage was like he had he just found that switch inside of himself where he knew how to turn it on and turn it off and like i don't know it's something about nick cage where like and we we have this in our two top movies he collaborates so perfectly with some of our favorite directors and you're like, where's the continued collaborations? Like, well, give me more type of thing. Because, like, yeah. we have a couple of few – like, we have a few directors we love of him. Uh, like, David Lynch being another one. Where, like, whoa, come on, man. Like, you had this great one-time performance deal. in yeah. Wild Heart. Yeah, we were saying it's like, well, t- Turtle Top, dude. He somehow just got along with Turtle, <laughs> Turtle Top. Top. And you're like, man, <laughs> like, you know, I'll watch Sorcerer's Apprentice. Like, it's so – you know, but, like – you had real artists with yeah, you. He could have really punched through the sky if he and, wanted to. Well, I mean, with know? Marty, at least I get Marty because he immediately went on to work with Leo and then obviously fell in love with Leo. Found found a yeah. connection there. And he wasn't yeah. rewarded for his collaboration with Nick Cage because that movie, like, bombed. Failed. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, yeah. like, but Werner and Nick, like, from everything I hear, they both really enjoyed working with each other type of thing mm-hmm. so oh he, he talks some about this experience in in Werner's masterclass, which yes. is it's so it's just such a treat to hear that person talk yes. for hours and hours oh, and that's it what makes such a joy his yeah. his documentaries are like elevated by the fact that we just get to hear Werner talk about anything because him mm-hmm. speaking is just a gift to mankind too right like his voice like honestly the the division between like uh Abel Ferreira and him like he knew that as an artist, like if he could sit with Abel for like half an hour and just explain what was going on, like these producers meddled with this, they mm-hmm. wanted to finance it a certain way. Let's just have a drink and talk about it. Like that eventually happened and they're totally at peace with each other as, yep. as artists. Because it's like, I am not trying to step on your work at all. Like that is not what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And Werner's like, always been he's a peacemaker. So, he just wants yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. He's so fascinated by life. Like I've never met, I've never seen a person more in love with life and this world and this place that he ha- holds within it. Than oh, just Bernard to seek Herzog. out every corner of of it to film it. Yeah, like he just it's... wants to experience everything. He just genuinely loves the experience that life is to him, right? Like he, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, um, but like it's just it's just such a shame that like him and Nick haven't found more time working with each other. 
But again, like Nick is uh, again, it failed. Like we were at the weird little theater yeah. giving our twenty dollars. But, but like, to be it's fair, not Werner enough. movies were never successes. Like he doesn't seek box yeah. office hits, right? He worked with yeah, Michael Shannon yeah. multiple times, which tells me that he really liked working with Michael Shannon. Um, yeah, it's true. Yeah, three films. That, with him. So a collaborator was in this film. Yeah, but yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, so it's one of those things where you just like you kind of like you kind of wish there's more. But I think if we look at all of Nick Cage's career. He's not really a big collaborator. Like he doesn't. He's a big collaborator. He wants to. He wants to sample everything rather than finding the magic juice. Honestly, the reason why he picked Tur- Turtle Tob is because Turtle Tob was just a Bruckheimer guy, and Nick Cage was sure. really just working with Bruckheimer because Bruckheimer is the guy who he's worked with the most in real life. Mm. Like think about like mm-hmm. all those Turtle Tob movies, but then add on G Force, add on uh, Con Air. Uh, not face off uh, the rock the rock gone in 60 seconds like all of those are Bruckheimer films so Nick just obviously Turtle Tob's just a straightforward director who can direct anything I guess Neville Dean and Taylor sort of like twice yes yeah Brian Taylor specifically Um, yeah yeah so he's definitely formed relationships but uh, it seems like he yeah it's weird it's like we're just putting this like oh I wish there was more like I'm hungry for more of this 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 taste combination yeah Yeah. but you know it's still it's still special on its own so yeah 100% and and then yeah the only reason like bringing out the dead like is the number one is it just was such a profound experience (laughs) like I I was not prepared for the depths this movie found for me this time it was really it was really something so yeah no it's it's it's, it's, like honestly reinvigorated like enthusiasm for Marty and Mm -hmm. his work and I'm listening to stuff he's saying now like uh in his master class and with new enthusiasm uh this is not an ad for masterclass i've just been having a great time <laughs> this past week but it's not that. a bad ad like it's not a bad ad to give is the masterclass and if they want to fund us like hey great so i'm saying like <laughs> yeah masterclass in google's in google's world of like hearing words being said on the internet and telling people we both enjoy masterclass quite a bit <laughs> so, um yes no yeah. no bringing out the dead has always been like from the moment i saw it uh years ago it's always been one of my favorite Martin Scorsese film, Nicolas Cage films. It is beautiful. It is touching. It has a lot of really hard but deeply profound things to say about life, about death, about the experience of life, the experience of death. And mm-hmm. Nick is like – this is proof to me like Bringing Out the Dead is the movie I put at people's feet when they say like Nick Cage is a joke, right? Like – I don't show them Vampire's Kiss because you have to kind of understand that Nick Cage doesn't You have do that to first. get the joke. Yes. <laughs> for that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So when this I is when just like fundamentally Nick Cage is, like, is not a good actor, I put mm-hmm. like bringing out the dead to their feet and saying like that's you can't look at that movie and tell me he's not a good actor. Like that's just flat out wrong. I mean like mm-hmm. Leaving Las Vegas is also with that one, but at least that's just so sad. It's such a sad hard movie to watch. So yeah, like that's the weird thing because like I I remembered this movie as just being a sad dark movie. Yeah, like it. I remembered the dark spots, like not the whole thing. Yes. And then watching it this time, it was like, oh, there's so much more going on here. Yeah. Like well, there, I mean, there's like a lot of hope and a lot of like like positive mm-hmm. positive emotions in here that aren't in like the older Schrader like collaborations even no, that I felt. No, no. Like yeah, those yeah. are a lot of young energy, a lot of rage like a lot has like evolved in the 20 years and it's like so much more was re- I was responding to in this movie. So, Oh, for sure. And yeah. The big, yeah a was... big thing about like the two, the difference between like leaving Las Vegas, as much as I love that movie, it's filmed by, it's filmed in a very different way than Martin Scorsese. And Scorsese has mm. this energy that he brings to his films. 
Like, yeah, there's an energy that's palpable in his movies. Like, you just can't help. It I didn't bring. Up. I don't think I brought it up in the episode, but there's this little exchange like Noel has with this this young guy where he's just like, I know how we deal with people like him pop pop and then it like zooms in on him but then noel just gets crazy and the guy freaks out and runs away like <laughs> yeah. it's just this weird little like all talk no real like it's great you know stones with it it was just this like but it's it's really like energetically shot oh, like yeah. that cut in really like woke me up i was like eating some soup or something i was like whoa like it, it just kind of grabs your attention sometimes like oh, that's yeah. thelma also anytime like, the using her her they turn the sirens but, yeah. on like there's just like this energy that is like and I think he he's trying to tell us too that like um, Nicholas Cage gets these bolts of energy when they're like all of a sudden adrenaline's pumping. The movie has adrenaline that pumps too. But then Gosh, what's I, great about this movie is you get these pumps of adrenaline, and then almost immediately afterwards you get these letdowns, and Nick Cage gets really depressed because yeah. when you get adrenaline highs in real life, you also get adrenaline lows, right? And so you get these great mm-hmm. moments where Nick Cage is like he's gonna go save someone's life, he's gonna go, and then all of a sudden he gets there and someone dies, and he's just. Boom, just at the pits, but the pit oh. is lower than it was before. Yeah, type like of thing. Ving Rames has the healthy baby and he's yes. just like devastated. Yep. Like this this kind of this waves of ups and the grief and, and yeah, sadness, yeah. yeah. And then and then again, like this movie had like the most runner-up MVPs for me. Like it was yes. like nine people were just like, these are all incredible. Like, so that that's where there's like, well, this is just such a well-engineered machine of narrative and and like performance and behind the scenes people like this really came together. Who did we, so who did we land on you and I again? I think I landed on Martin. I went with Martin, Marty, went with Martin Scorsese because he's like the orchestrator. Yeah. So I kind of was trying to give credit to like how well this went together. Then I gave but Thelma, right? No, you went with the Richardson, like the lighting oh, that's right. that's was right. so, and it's extraordinary. Like yeah. it's a, another really great element. Yeah, so and then I did, yeah, I did I, point out to Thelma as well. Just how amazed I am by sure. Uh, like other performances and Captain Barney I mean he just aces it it. but I love John Goodman I really kind of like started to like realize recently because I just watched Kong Skull Island again and I was like oh yeah he's in this movie and I just every time I see John Goodman in something I'm just like oh man I really like John Goodman he's just Mm -hmm. there's something like a dad maybe it's because I grew up watching Roseanne but like Dan Connor just like being that gruff rough dad but he felt felt more real to me than other TV dads yeah, I, don't know. I just I've always John Connor. I mean, uh, John Goodman is someone I, I've always really liked, and I thought he's great in this movie too. Like when he has a yeah, freak out like, cleaning up the the bus, <laughs> and he just like quits. Like he's just like I'm done. I can't do this. I'm like this is funny. I mean, we we talked about his lunch crisis. Like yes. I love how small his problems are in contrast to the like abyss that we're dealing through. with over yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, it was. It's just. Yeah, I mean, he aces his part too. It's yeah. it's just like another piston firing in mm-hmm. this thing. Like it's it's yeah, and it's like a great role for you to show people who like maybe critique Ving Rhames because Ving kind of gets pigeonholed as like the tough black guy. Like he plays yeah. Luther. He plays uh, what's the character he plays in Pulp Fiction that we only see the back of his head for so long until like the end. Marcellus Wallace. Marcellus Wallace. He's like, always playing like his like tough character, gangster yeah. type of like stereotypical black character. And then, and then he then, immediately shows up with hair in this. So you're like, what is happening? Yeah, and, and then like, it's like a totally different. Yeah, he's not playing like what we realm. know. Ving Rings like leans into. He's playing something completely different, and it's like he's doing a great job. So it's like another great example of like a bit actor who we normally get this of doing this completely different thing, and it's like great. It's great stuff. Mm-hmm. So no, yeah. yeah, the movie is um. It's absolutely fantastic. Easily my number one through and through. Like it was just 
because it's important. It's more than just like all the good things about it. It's actually just important to me. It's just an important movie to me personally that it was just, mm-hmm. and I love all these movies. I really do. Even Firebirds, I still, I still own it. It's still part of my collection. Yeah, I laughed a couple times. Yeah. Like the, you know, there's things, but it, it, it easily. Yeah, it was like number one, number eight, and then it was sifting to yes. like figure out the yeah. minor details for the rest of it. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, but like this might be the most enjoyable batch I think we've gone through so far. Yeah, I mean, we kind of set ourselves up for success a little <laughs> yeah. bit, but well, for sure. Yeah, because, fondness, but I mean, it's, I guess yeah. the I mean, we we did because we we've seen all these movies. Whereas there've been other batches where well, I hadn't seen like, Willie's, so that that was a okay. New yeah, discovery I guess for Willie's me. was the we intentionally put that in there as something we hadn't seen before. A little little bit of something new, yeah. But um, sure, sure. But, uh, I mean, in other batches, there was, like, we were filling it with movies we'd never seen before. So, we were, like, coming at it being, like, oh, man. like this Fresh is... perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Although, this one was some like... of these, it's been, it had been, like, decade and change since I'd seen them. So well, and I guess nice you did. Like, of... this kind of, like, all shook out. I think Vampire's Kiss was the only one where I kind of shook out as, like, I have a new appreciation for it now going forward. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think mm-hmm. you definitely seem to have the most profound story of, like, you didn't like bringing up the dead at all. And now it's uh, I didn't say it. sure. I, I had I it at an eight when I was younger. Yeah, like, I, I should. Saw I it. should say not at all. I appreciate I, I, that was me being speaking um, broadly. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just more. I, like, it was like, oh, that was okay. Like that was my response earlier yes. in life. But the, like now, it's like, yeah, it just lit up. Like yes. it was a totally different experience. So, yeah. yeah, you definitely. It seemed like it's good. I I, I appreciate that. I I sometimes speak uh, in large terms, like. Like, more definitive. Yeah, more I, definitive. Because like, no, I think I said it when was I love a movie I, and you but think it's only using okay. my old math, like ten years ago, it was like, yeah, it's as good as Firebirds. Like <laughs> yeah. insane nonsense. Because yeah. I had that at an eight, and yeah. obviously that was inflated by <laughs> a really great soda I drank while I was watching it or something. But that's what I mean. So. Like I, I sometimes like I think you and I throughout our lives, like our friendships, our friendship have been like. When one of us loves something, like loves it, and the other person just like either likes it or just loves it a little bit less. Like can't match the energy. Yeah. We're yeah. immediately like, well, you hated that film. You hated it. <laughs> and you're like, well, no. Like, you didn't I see came Rise out of the Planet of the Apes six times. That's what I'm saying. Like, <sighs> I came out of Rise of the Planet of the Apes loving that movie, but because I didn't love it to your level, you're just like, we can't talk about it. I can't talk about it with you. I have to go you... see it three more times. Like, I, I don't have time for not like, watching it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> all right. And that's fine. And then now when I talk about maybe liking Dawn of the Planet of the Apes a little bit more, it was like friendship off for a while. Like, we can't talk about this type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and it's fair because, no, no, I, I do the same thing to you where you're just like, yeah, I'm not there. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. I can't talk to you about the Marvel movies ever again because you aren't on board immediately with Captain America. I was off of Winter it Soldier. for a while there. I was just not responding for a little bit. Yeah, there. it was – but. Winter Soldier like for me, where it was just like, I don't care what Winter Soldier, and I was like, I'm done. I gotta go. I can't, can't be with you yeah, on this it, train ride. <laughs> so, and then you flip back on with uh, all the subsequent stuff, which was like, okay, cool. But I'm like, I was here the whole time. You kind of missed a cool party like, already. You, like, you gotta go know. to the bus of the train because you just came back on. You can't just hop back into my spot with me. I left. You <laughs> left. So get to the back type of thing. You got out of the queue. Dang. So, anyways, no, no. But I'm saying like that's our relationship. So the fact that like that's the reason why. You didn't love bringing up the dead because you thought it was okay or you liked it and didn't love it. So right, right. that just explaining why I use that language. And I probably should get better about that language going forward <laughs> in life. Okay. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. But but anyway, yeah. No, Martin Scorsese, Paul Schrader, all, all of that. Like it just – it definitely hit r- real hard this time. Oh, so for sure. It like – I guess – 
it is a it is a heavy movie, yeah. but if you're like looking for something dense and and you know rich this is this is right there like you gotta you gotta get that laser disc you gotta check it out it's a beautiful <laughs> it's a beautiful cover i actually did tear out the cover it's a beautiful cover of a laser disc for yeah sure. we're starting to display our discs better where like we can front face them as like a little poster kind mm-hmm. of thing if we really like some cover art so i do want that object in my house yes. <laughs> now you know yes. so sure. yeah okay well that was yes. our batch uh can i can i ask you a quick question it's kind of yeah. like we, we always like to end on a question. We have no MVP this season. Obviously, we do have an MVP because the whole season's based around Nicolas Cage. So I'm it's basically the MVP celebration yeah. uh, like party for Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah, the whole batch was. Part okay. one of whom, however oh, yeah, many. Exactly, because my, my question actually leads into that. What Nicolas Cage movie did we not watch that you love? That, like that that is like that I felt like, stuff? man, we probably should have put this in here. Yeah, uh, seeing like, okay, so now that Firebirds happened and we were like oh man if we were gonna have a better batch what would you have replaced firebirds with like what's what's one of your picks like for some reason the last two days i've just been like thinking about face off a lot and i know it's like an obvious big one but like we didn't really get like that action stuff we didn't you know and like attempt at it actually i think so yeah i was like oh well this one's more off the beaten path but it's like yeah because it should be in the woods like it shouldn't really (laughs) be here forever it's the one that we left behind on purpose guys yeah no i didn't forget that backpack (laughs) i just kind of put it there (laughs) but yeah uh so for some reason that's the one that i'm zeroing in on from like that 90s area of his work between the trilogy of because oh i guess another collaborator john woo because wind talkers yes you know like so the first of that happening and it's just Yes, but the big, the big crazy magnet boots and all that nonsense. Oh, yeah. I kind of wish I was looking at that instead of because Tommy Lee Jones eating ice cream. Face Off is actually a weird movie. I should say it. Face Off is actually a weird movie. It's a really weird movie. But you kind of get like the best of both Nick Cage's in that movie because you get like him as Castro Troy, eating like just up villainous, the scenery, manic, just absolutely yeah. destroying everybody around him, proving himself Perhaps to be the greatest actor. Perhaps wider eyes even than in Vampires. Like, oh, he goes for it so at the start. Great. There's that scene where he's like, you know, the one where he's in the cathedral and he's like looking up and to the And he's fondling. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of creepy, amazing. but he's Cash of Troy. He's a bad he's dude. Troy. <laughs> and you skip all the way to that, too. Like, a deeply <laughs> sad and like super stoic, like Sean Archer version of his character. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of that... Um, really i really like the scene and people pointed as a really cheesy scene but like when they play the uh somewhere over the rainbow to the fight scene type of thing like nick cage leading up into that scene he's having a, like he's at his lowest like sean archer's at its lowest lowest mm-hmm. it's just Distraught, honestly yeah. face off is a near perfect film the biggest detractor is right there in front of us like there's somebody else in that movie like going back and reading through old because i've been thinking about it too late our old cyclo friend from yes. batch two <laughs> but like going yeah. back and reading old reviews people are talking about john travolta bringing the same energy and I'm like, I don't, I just can't see it because like his caster, we have a lot more time with his caster Troy and it isn't mm-hmm. as fun as that first 10 minutes of like Nick Cage's caster Troy. Yeah. Like if he said I could eat a peach for hours, we wouldn't ever think about that line ever again. No, exactly. It just wouldn't pop. No. Yeah. Um. So that's what I mean. Like, He'd just so, be being creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Being John Travolta. Uh, yeah. Great. Yeah. Face offs. That's a fantastic pick. Um, yeah, so I think that will probably end up in something in the future for us, but yes. that's the one that came to mind. Do, do you have one that you're like, why isn't Wild at Heart on here? Or well, Wild at Heart's actually one I think will show up in the future, and I love Wild at Heart, and I've been wanting to watch it again, so it is one I would put on here. 
I find that movie actually kind of creepy. Though. Like, I love yes. David Lynch, oh. but like Willem Dafoe is bringing this dark energy that there's I that don't one scene. like yeah, yeah. being near. Yeah. So, there's that one scene, yeah. which you and I have had long conversations about because actually I can really forgive that scene because I've, I think how David Lynch shot that scene, which I, we can't get into this. Why are we getting into this right now? I know, we, I know. We're spoiling the future, but, well, yeah. but anyways, uh, the movie that I, I actually had a movie that I really wanted in this batch. That okay. I cut for, for Willy's Wonderland. So thank you. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought for Firebirds, but okay. No, no, no. Yeah. It was actually for Willy's Wonderland. We had it on the list. I actually like I pushed it to the very end, and then when I was like, well, in my head, I was like, why don't we just watch Willy's Wonderland? I cut. I like without you asking, cut this movie. Um, because uh, I think you do need to watch it again. I think you might appreciate I, it maybe a bit when you since see. Yeah, I might have been in the wrong space when I when I, you were talking about Joe. Yeah, right? Joe. David Gordon Green's yeah, joke. David Gordon Green. Again, yeah. it's a movie for me. The reason why I think why I liked it is I didn't really know what to expect out of it. And I think I might have mistakenly like trumped it up too much for you. Because I think at that I, point... I do have a hype problem, I guess, with like expectation management or whatever. Because well, we both I don't do. know. No, no, we both do, Nathan. Like we've you've seen yeah. things and told me about it, and I'm like, oh, that was uh that wasn't great. Um the thing that's standing out in my mind now for that movie is like the genuinely destitute dude they cast as yes. like this creepy guy. Yep. And it's like, I don't I, like the same thing with like the Willem Dafoe darkness. Like there's just a d- dark energy. I don't like that. This dude is so like actually kind of scary. <laughs> like, well, it was, and I think that's why know. to be fair, like it's a kind of a, and that's what story. he wants. That's why he put him in there. But it's a beautiful story I, could, I wasn't Gordon ready Green, for it. David yeah. Gordon Green, like, fills his movies he, as much as he can he fills his movies with real people like he doesn't yeah. like actors he doesn't want to have like some hollywood schmo showing up and playing like some like poor um abusive father type who has been through abuse and is an abuser he doesn't want to do someone who's faking it right yeah and so yeah. he went and he found this actual homeless person and cast this homeless person to play the father of T- taylor sheridan and yeah I like. I agree. Obviously, there's moments of like, ah, oh, this wasn't perfect because these are not trained actors. These aren't actors, but it's a little weird. But yeah, I feel like there's, a, there's, there's some energy that brings it to it. And Nick Cage is not playing like he's not playing his his uh, uh, new age shamanism, but he's also not playing like maybe to the depths he's capable of. But there's just something about him where it's just like there is a deep sadness in his character that I really fell for. I really mm. liked Joe coming out of it. But I think I, I hyped it up for too much for my friends because you and another friend of mine both, both thought it was okay to not great. And I was like, yeah. I think I overhyped it. But I was for me, it came at a perfect moment where I was losing faith in him. Like I was really having a tough time with uh, Nick because that was at like the height of him like really coming down. From, like, like Left Behind and stuff? Or it was what right was before Left Behind, but it was or, right after like Or trespass. what was that one? It was right before No, trespass. it's not Battleship. No. What's the what's the like Marines like? Uh, oh, USS a USS India, Indianapolis. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. Sorry. No. It's there all before that. Murky. It's at the beginning okay. of this like fall from Grace. Like he he had just done Ghost Rider two, and like you and I love that movie, but the movie bombed like hard at the box office. <laughs> yeah. It's just uh, like Twinkie joke though. Honestly, yeah. it came at the time where like nobody was appreciating what he was doing. Nobody was mm-hmm. into the memeing of him. Like he was a bigger joke in the world. Like he was a really, really yeah. he was actually the butt end of jokes. And I was like sitting here feeling like really like destitute alone, being like, no, he's actually great guys. And then Joe came and I really like Joe, but it's a solid like seven, seven and a half out of ten for me. 
Yeah, yeah. But because it was the first... But that was a nice little beacon of like, yes. no, 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 it's still here. It's still lit. And yeah. I just like was like, oh, take a look, take a look. And then everybody... I felt like really abandoned about it because like I was like, man, you guys say you want Nic- Nicolas Cage, but this is like him doing something. I love I think... the beard. Yeah, it's but... a great beard. <laughs> It's a great beard. But anyways, I, I, that was the one thing I wish we kind of... I'm definitely going to push to have that on next batches for sure. I really okay, love Joe. It deserves a revisiting. Yeah. And with the way like new light has been shone on some of the ones we just looked at, like I'm more open to to maybe I was not in the right space kind of thing. So For sure. Yeah, yeah that's for okay. sure. Anyways. But yeah. Uh, so that that was that's our question for this week. Uh, if you want to send us questions, uh, you can tweet us at OK Video Podcast or email us. Uh, Ryan at okvo.ca or Nathan at okvo.ca. Uh, I sort of got into it a little early because I was so excited about my Predator 2 poster. Uh, so I just, you know, just couldn't, so you just guys couldn't can contain know, it. This is about when we record. We're a few weeks ahead. If you want to go, if you're going to Oh, it's in the episode. Like, Willie's, Willie's is going to tip you off a little as to where we're going. But uh, our next uh, batch of films is going to be called Superior Sequels. And we're kicking it off with uh, Stephen Hopkins's Predator Two, Predator with uh, Danny Glover. Two, Danny. Yeah, the second Glover. one, the Christmas, the Christmas classic. It came out around Christmas, according so to weird. my poster. But what's so great about it is about New York. It's L.A. in a heat wave in the hot summer. No, no, like, no. It's just so like part of the theme of the movie is there's a heat wave in L.A. and then it was a Christmas movie. It's this Christmas dot 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 the hunt begins or something. It's like, why did that happen? So we'll find out why the release calendar did that uh, next time on OK Video uh, with Predator 2. So check it out. Superior Uh, superior sequels. That's what I'm pretty excited about this batch. We're going to define that as we go. Yes. There's going to be different layers to what that means. Yeah. (laughs) So stay tuned. But excited for this uh, batch. Really excited for this batch, actually. Yeah. But until then... uh, I'm Nathan. And I'm Ryan. Bye-bye for now.